so simple for MPF scheme members to use. And uh, with uh, active promotion, uh, the initiative has received a positive response from the public since its launch. Mm. Uh, in the two years since its launch, uh, the total amount uh, of uh, voluntary contribution is now up to uh, over $4 billion, And there are now about 55,000 uh, uh, tax uh, uh, deductible voluntary uh, accounts uh, okay. in our system. Let me, because we're running out of time, but I do want to quickly ask you about the EMPF platform project, which I think uh, is due for launch in, um, when is it, in 2023? Is that going to be ready on time? And tell us a little bit about that. Yes, thank oh. you. EMPF platform is the most important reform uh, since the inception of the MPF system. Uh, in a nutshell, the aim is to... Um, standardize, streamline, and automate the uh, MPF uh, administration side uh, of the MPF system and uh, improve uh, users' uh, experience, uh, create more efficiency, and uh, room for fee reduction. So uh, we are uh, progressing well on this. In fact, uh, we reached a milestone yesterday when government uh, introduced the amendment bill into LegCo yesterday, which is providing the legal basis uh, for the EMPF uh, system as a commonly uh, used um, public utility. Uh, three phases of work um, from now until uh, 2022, end of 2022 or early 2023, is the construction of the platform period. And then um, it, from early 2023 uh, to early 2025, uh, the scheme system will be gradually uh, migrating to this platform. And um, from the 2025 onwards, we are aiming for full operation of the system. Aisha, thank you very much for coming in and we will definitely invite you back again very soon to talk more about this important topic. Looking forward. Thank you. Peter. That's Aisha McPherson Lau, who's chairman of the Mandatory Provident Fund Schemes Authority. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Final look at the markets. In Australia, the SX200 is flat. The Nikkei 225 in Japan down half a percent. Looks like a flat open for the Hang Seng as well in just under an hour's time. Thank you very much for listening. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Stay tuned for Back Chats with Hugh Chiverton and Nixie Lamb. The weather forecast for today, mainly fine, apart from isolated showers. Very hot once again during the day. Maximum temperature of around 34 degrees. That very hot weather warning is still in force. 30 degrees right now, 77% relative humidity. Coming up to 8.33, here's Samantha Butler with the Half Hour News. A tourism professor has expressed surprise at comments from the Labour chief that the government can't continue supporting the tourism sector. Brian King from the Polytechnic University School of Hotel and Tourism Management said the outcome was bleak for long-haul or business travel over the next few years, but he said regional travel, such as in the Greater Bay Area, could come roaring back and the industry needed support to adapt to new environments. It's certainly an oversimplification to say the industry's not coming back. He's right about long-haul markets, and I think he commented on developing countries as well, very high incidence of COVID-19. But, you know, we're anticipating that GBA and mainland and Macau, they'll come roaring back. Already reinvestment and travel volumes in mainland China are back to where they were in 2019. So within the greater you know, Hong Kong area, once the borders open, I think we'll see an awful lot of activities. 
Travellers heading from Hong Kong to Britain this summer will no longer have to quarantine after London eased rules for arrivals from the SAR. Steve Dunthorne has details. The British government announced that from Monday, Hong Kong would move to its green list of territories, meaning travellers simply have to take a test before they fly and arrange another two days after arrival. Previously, people flying in from the SAR had to spend 10 days in quarantine, either at home or in the place they were staying. Taiwan also moves from the amber to the green list. However, there's no point in making plans for a brief summer visit to the UK just yet. The Hong Kong government is continuing to ban flights from the country. Anyone who has been in Britain in the past 21 days cannot enter the SAR. That's because of a surge in COVID cases in the UK, many of which involve the highly contagious Delta variant. The World Health Organization says millions of children missed out on routine vaccinations last year because of the coronavirus pandemic. The WHO says 23 million young children didn't receive jabs to protect them against diseases, including measles, diphtheria and and polio. Here's the BBC's Imogen Folks. When the COVID-19 pandemic began, medical resources were diverted to fight it. Meanwhile, schools were closed, families went into lockdown, normal visits to the doctor were put on hold. The result, millions of children missed out on routine vaccinations. In every region of the world, the number of babies not receiving their first vaccine dose rose. Southeast Asia and the Eastern Mediterranean were worst affected, but vaccination rates are falling in the Americas too. Fueled, the WHO says, not just by the pandemic, but by misinformation. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chivert and your co-host today is Nixie Lamb. Nixie, good morning to you. Good morning. Today we're talking about student unions and microplastics. A former student representative of Hong Kong U's governing council has questioned how the institution can unilaterally decide it no longer recognises the student union, warning the move could lead to a constitutional crisis. Hong Kong U's announcement came after the chief executive urged the university and the police to take action against student leaders who had passed a motion expressing sadness at the death of a man who stabbed a policeman on the 1st of July. The union had already withdrawn the motion and apologised. Hong Kong U had already cut ties with the union back in April, accusing it of spreading political propaganda on campus. So we're talking today about student unions. What roles do they have historically in local universities? And what about the future? What does it mean to not recognise them? Let us know your thoughts, your questions and comments. Our Facebook page is open. That's Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk. We'll try and read out your messages. Or you can call us on 233-88266, after 9.15 or thereabouts. Uh, talking to uh, Greenpeace uh, about uh, microplastics, as they found particles in countryside streams which were assumed to be pristine. What's going on there? Uh, once again, our email address is backchat at rthk.hk. Uh, so we've got a few kind of uh, emails on on other topics, which we'll maybe uh, kick over to uh, perhaps later in, in the programme so we can get uh, down to business. Joining us for our first discussion about uh, student unions 
We have with us now Richard Choi, uh, former Secretary General of the Hong Kong Federation of Students, uh, Glacia Kuang, who's a, a former Current Affairs Committee member of the Hong Kong uh, University Student Union Council, and uh, we hope to be joined soon. We will be joined soon by Regina Ip, uh, Mrs. Ip, member of the Executive Council, uh, a chairwoman of the New People's Party, and a member of the Court of the University of Hong Kong. Uh, Richard Choi, let's start with you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Um, just look at a quick look at the history. Um, the students' unions, I mean, in your time and, and previously, they've been very important in sort of Hong Kong political history, haven't they? They've played quite a big part. Well, definitely. I think, uh, uh, of course, uh, first, uh, I'm prim- primarily uh, student union, actually part of the university. We think uh, in every university in Hong Kong, uh, student union actually is part of an uh, indispensable part of the whole uh, tertiary education. And uh, all universities recognize student union uh, will present the students, especially the undergraduate students, uh, to you know perform a role uh, in the university, uh, both about the student affairs and also uh, joining the governance uh, to the university representing students' interests and welfare. And indeed, I think uh, from uh, early uh, uh, 70s, uh, in the last century, actually uh, Hong Kong student uh, union and student uh, form a very important part, uh, I think, uh, from the student movement. They, you know, um, uh, try to, you know, uh, reform the situation in Hong Kong and also um, concerning the whole nation's uh, development. Uh, especially, uh, I remember in the um, uh, 70s, uh, many student uh, union members also you know, uh, organized some of the tour uh, back to mainland China uh, to look at the development there and recognize, uh, especially uh, Hong Kong should be part of China and uh, you know, um, oppose the uh, 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 colony uh, uh, to continue. I think that's also part uh, we see uh, in uh, early actives when the uh, Chinese government and the British government talking about the uh, uh, future of Hong Kong. Uh, it was, I think, the uh, student uh, union in Hong Kong, uh, including Hong Kong U and Chinese University, etc. Um, uh, basically, they uh, probably would be the, the first or the second uh, organization in Hong Kong advocate for the uh, re, uh, Hong Kong return back to mainland China. But uh, of course, we also hope at that time uh, to have a democratic reform in Hong Kong. Uh, so, um, actually, at that time, uh, I remember. Uh, Two university uh, students also wrote letters to uh, the then uh, uh, premier in uh, in Beijing, uh, Zhao Ziyang, and asking whether uh, Hong Kong uh, people in the future can democratically rule uh, uh, Hong Kong. And in, uh, Zhao Ziyang gave a positive response, uh, reply letter. Well, so I think that's why this is a long-term history uh, for Hong Kong um, uh, Student movement, uh, uh, especially by you know organizing uh, from the student unions in various institutions to you know uh, participate and care about the uh, future development of Hong Kong, 
and um, um, mobilizing students to you know um, uh, participate about social uh, affairs in Hong Kong. So the main role of the student union should be uh, mainly uh, the student affairs within the schools and uh, communication means uh, between the students and the schools. But on the other side, uh, it's also like heavily engaged in a lot of the um, other social issues, of course, as you just mentioned. But um, do you think, uh, like in recent years, sort of that 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 becomes like the main role, uh, like highly political or? Anything? Anything like that? What, what do you think? I think um, the uh, basic uh, uh, welfare and also I think the concerning also the academic situation uh, within the universities uh, still uh, forming the primary part for student unions uh, um, concern. But uh, of uh, of course, we also looked at. I think not just recently. I think a bad day to uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, student unions in Hong Kong already also participate to the uh, social affairs. Uh, I think uh, regarding whether those kind of participation uh, is controversial or not, uh, I also recognize even in the past, there may have some controversial situation. Uh, with bad day, I, I just mentioned in the uh, maybe uh, uh, early uh, 70s. Actually, the uh, student unions at that time, uh, including the Hong Kong Federation of Students, they uh, openly advocate for Hong Kong to return back to, to China. Ah, but that's a factual thing that is stipulated and should uh, be done. Maybe, maybe may not, may not so. You know, at that time, it's still the uh, uh, Hong Kong is under the British. Uh, uh, Calling the wool. So but it's that, still signed it and ah, but promised that, that before, it. Before the, 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 the signing of the John Declaration, in the uh, bad day in the uh, early 70s. Like an and, unknown cases, yeah, right? So mm -hmm. and also, you know, uh, at that time, the early 70s, uh, Hong Kong uh, students also took part to some demonstration to, uh, you know, uh, uh, protest the Del Yutai. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yes. That's also um, at that time. The, the police at that time also, you know, uh, you uh, arrest the student, um, and and some of them uh, also put to the court. Okay, uh, so so that's why uh, the, you need po even political uh, controversial thing. Uh, this is not probably not a new thing, but of course, if time changes, uh, of course we can discuss individual situation. But in general, I I um, I cannot understand actually. Um, why the university um, can, you know, uh, make a decision of, not, yeah, of rec not recognizing, not recognizing the, uh, the whole... Student. Okay, well, let's, let's put that point to uh, Mrs. Yip, who's uh, joined us now, uh, a member of the, of the Executive Council, a member of the Hong Kong U uh, Court as well. Mrs. Yip, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much, much for joining us. Um, what, what about that point? How, how uh, the the union is actually um, you know invoked in the in the ordinance, the Hong Kong U ordinance. It's very much kind of a part of the uh, and all of the uh, tertiary institutions uh, and political history in, in Hong Kong. Can there be a, a divorce like this on from one side? Uh, the I think the university statement uh, has made very clear its um, position on the student union. But uh, because uh, the student union is part of the governance structure, um, if the university wishes to um, 
really sever ties with the union or um, put an end to its status in representing its representative function in the university's governance structure, uh, it would probably have to amend uh, the, the University of Hong Kong ordinance and uh, it would have to put resolutions to the court, of which I'm a member, so they will have to follow uh, the necessary legislative procedures. So what what do you think, like, why the decision this time? Uh, the, the Hong Kong Youth Student Union has no doubt been radicalized, not only in 2019, but going back to 2014 and before. You remember that incident in which... Um, then Chief Executive Mr. C.Y. Lowe denounced uh, a publication by the Hong Kong Youth Student Union on Hong Kong as a nation, you know. It has become not only radicalized, but uh, involved in um, secessionist activity, very dangerous ideology. You know, they are spreading a very dangerous ideology, which could be an infringement of the national security law nowadays. So I think the university has done the right thing to indicate it will sever its ties and then take the necessary follow-up action. So over the years, do you think um, they sort of like went on the wrong path or or, or just make, make bad decisions or anything like that? Because as uh, our guest just mentioned, uh, over like the, the last 20, 40 years, they've been involved in some of those social issues and advocate other political related topics as well. And uh, like, why did it came, like, became like this like these days? Well, first of all, I think the, this group of um, uh, students, highly controversial students, they're not representative of the student body at large. A lot of them are... Why, why do you think that? Because of the, a lot of the young people I know, they not, may not be very knowledgeable about mainland China or very enthusiastic about the nation. I don't think... They well, then the student union the would be representative, surely. They, 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 a lot of the students um, make a big effort to get into the University of Hong Kong to get a good degree, to get into good positions, you know, get good jobs, you know. Um, I think the radicalization started in the high school years uh, or even senior primary school years. But, but they're, uh, but they're chosen the by other the students. students. But they're chosen by yeah. other students. So the argument would be that they are representative of, uh, but uh, the, of the student the, body. If you look it's more than the, the executive councillors are, of course. Yeah, well, you have, you have to look at the turnout rate. Mm. You know, how many voted out of the student body? You know, it's always the same group of people who, who stood for office. Look at the turnout rate. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, Regina. How I many voted for yeah, them? Yeah, Regina. With I, I think, uh, no matter how many, uh, you know, how many percentage of uh, the student participate to the election of the student union executive committee or relevant body, I think, of course, uh, every student union, uh, we have a constitution, and uh, if it reach the you know uh, statutory requirement, and of course, this is also the choice of uh, whether uh, uh, different opinion uh, of different uh, sessions of students, they of course also have the right to, uh, you know, uh, forming a cabinet to one for a uh, executive committee uh, uh, of a student union. So it is entirely a democratic uh, process. And we should uh, 
I I think as an outsider, we 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 actually don't have the uh, uh, right and uh, also the uh, information to to uh, judge. Uh, that is uh, unrepresentative. I think if the students are not happy. With yeah. The, okay. Sorry. 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 Can I introduce? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Could I just bring in, so I just explain, I just uh, bring in Glacier Kwong, uh, who's joined us now, the former Current Affairs Committee member of the Hong Kong University Student Council. Yeah, Ms. Kwong, go on. It is not up to the administrative of Hong Kong U to actually defend the Hong Kong U SU like that because we have our constitution and we have to them in place. If people don't trust the cabinet, then they can defend it through a vote in Hong Kong, among Hong Kong users. And on the other hand, the cabinet is actually even more popular than after me, who is basically being voted against in a referendum among the Hong Kong U students when he was first made the chair of the Hong Kong U Council. So I don't actually see how it is not, like, the turnout rate of that referendum against after me is actually very high, and, like, but he was still made the chair of the council, and that's even worse than saying that uh, the turnout rate of the Hungarian USU is lower, because I actually voted in the referendum and against Dr. Lee, so I think I'm in a position to say that. And if the students are not happy with the cabinet this year, they have a chance to vote it out, but instead of having the administrative like stepping in like that and then said, we have to defend and cut all ties with the HUSU, especially when they haven't amended any administrative documents that are related to that. Uh, I just want to jump in into uh, one piece of information because uh, we we were heavily in, engaged in a lot of the student side of pre the uh, the riot in 2019 uh, under the YDC umbrella. Uh, a lot of the students that I talked to, I mean, I asked them uh, multiple questions and how do they feel, their future and stuff like that. One of the topics is about uh, joining the student unions. A lot of them did, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of them did uh, told me, well, they're not very interested in politics. That's why they, they wouldn't want to touch it because it's heavily politicized. I think that do represent a bit of the students' views uh, in, in how they feel the student union. That's why they, they wouldn't want to be involved or even vote or anything like that. Uh, what do you think about, about this comment? Like, like how I the students feel? I don't this comment convincing because I think um, Choi ex, ex, uh, explicitly said politics or social affairs or current affairs are really one of the focus of the HAUSU, but it's not an, 100% a focus. The U.S. is also responsible for a lot of like different campus affairs, like how are, are we having Starbucks in the in, in the campus? Are we mm-hmm. having new canteens? That kind of thing. So it's not justified to say because we don't want to touch on politics, so we will entirely refrain from voting because refrain from yeah. voting and the possible is also a decision that they actively make. If they don't want to touch on politics, then why don't they form a cabinet that not touching on current affairs or vote for those who said that they have very neutral terms in terms of politics? There are always members or of the USU, like ordinary members who are um, proposing themselves as a very neutral candidate in terms of politics, but they never actually won. So why is it happening? They actually have a choice of voting less political candidates. I think there's just like two levels of things. A lot of the, uh, what what I'm just saying that some of the students that I met, it's not only one or two. Uh, Actually, a bunch of them are telling me that, well, this is how they feel towards the student union because they're highly political. That's why they wouldn't even want to touch it. So maybe that's why the turnout rate, but uh, 
as uh, Regina just said, it's it's not as uh, as high, or maybe that's why they they wouldn't just they just wouldn't want to involve at all. That's why they didn't vote for the other party that is only uh, engaged in like student affairs and stuff like that. I, I think Islam um, may uh, have some contact uh, with uh, some of the students that may reflect uh, some of the views mm-hmm. uh, from a part of the student, but I think. Generally speaking, mm. uh, I think it's, uh, as I said, it's an outsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually do not have the right to judge whether the whole, you know, um, uh, 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 operation of the student union are mm. really uh, uh, representing the student. Of course, we can. But but, uh, but apart uh, aside from the representative, yeah, statement or not. But numbers. internally speaking, whether they represent the student is totally. Okay, we should look at the constitution. Uh, I, 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 I need to, um, you know, uh, uh, making clear that the, I think the overall constitution within uh, railway union, including Hong Kong, you actually is, uh, of course, much, much more democratic in the form of uh, how to reforming the. the what do you mean committee. by much more democratic? It's uh, a very vague. Well, Discretion. Yeah, com- even compare <laughs> with our Hong Kong government's uh, uh, situation. Why you is know, it that, like the Hong Kong government? <laughs> uh, if you are not satisfied, I think with, it's like more democratic the, uh, by the internal democratic uh, election. If you are not satisfied <laughs> with the uh, student union's executive committee members' uh, performance. As the students under the uh, student union constitution, they have a right to initiate a referendum, referendum to you know out, uh, you know. Uh, Take out uh, uh, those uh, members. Expel, yeah, those right. members. But uh, obviously, uh, for the Hong Kong government, probably we, we, we don't have that, <laughs> and, and we also uh, liable. Okay, Mrs. <laughs> so security law. Mrs. So I think that's why uh, I, I think it is uh, should, we should be more rational to look at it. Even we uh, okay, or some I, of the sorry, can we get a response from Mrs. They are there. Particular stance. Yeah, uh, I think the overall structure or the uh, uh, the whole uh, uh, constitution of the student should be uphold. Okay, Mrs. Yip. Well, I think if the um, the university authorities want to revamp the student representative system, they are free to put motions to to the court, initiate change, and initiate the necessary legislative amendments. We but would be happy to consider them yeah, in but the legislative council. But it's like you're breaking the law, and then you and then you want to change the law. You you can't set aside. You can't divorce from a from a from a body that's part of the constitution, and then say, oh, and then we're going to change the constitution. Well, that's the wrong way that, around, well, isn't what it? What the university has done so far is to make a statement. You know, I don't know how they're going to implement it, mm. and I'm not sure they will implement it in a way that will break. The University of Hong Kong ordinance. Okay, Gassia um, Kwong, what about this point that you know these these people have have done something, have made statements which, uh, on the face of it, appear to be uh, uh, in, uh, illegal uh, in breach of the national security law? And if they do that in their official capacity, uh, in uh, you know in the, in the student union, surely there must be some consequences for the union. The con- the union must. Uh, Recognise that its officials have broken the law, and it must, and some action must be taken. Something's got to happen. Um, I'd say, first of all, I, I personally do not think they are commemorating a terrorist because terrorists clearly have a very different 
legal or international legal definition of that is quite different from what the Hong Kong government and Hong Kong police are saying. And I, I really think that within institutions like Hong Kong, who is really famous for its academic freedom and its excellency in academic research, I do think the students' union are basically exercising their freedom of speech. And an institute should Can I jump in to provide some examples of academic freedom? And the university is a safe space that every at all kinds it of cannot hide behind academic freedom. In 2015. In 2015, a man was mourning Bin Laden online and he was sentenced in prison for 20 years. It's only an online statement. It's not representing a group of students without asking properly on procedure. In 2017, well, there have been court judgments which oppose that academic freedom only pertains to the universities. In the basic law, there have been judgments on this provision in the basic law, which holds that the university has the freedom to govern itself. This freedom doesn't apply to teachers or students. Okay, class one. That I'm just giving you factual information that that is access exercising around the world, your international rules. In 2017 as well, according to, to the news, I mean, like Manchester Stadium's attack, I mean, the man was threatened to retaliate against Muslims, and then he was sentenced to 12 months in prison. Okay, classic, 30 seconds. Many thanks for, for joining us, a former current affairs uh, committee member at the University uh, Student Union. Thank you, uh, Regina Yip, uh, Executive Council member of the Hong Kong Youth Court. Richard Choi will stay with us. Uh, we want to hear your comments as well, which will air after the news. Before that, the weather, mainly fine, apart from isolated showers. Very hot during the day. Temperatures up to 34 degrees. 30 degrees at the moment. Relative humidity is now at 80%. Ahead of a Muslim festival next week, the rising cases after a decline in much of the region in the previous two months is being driven partly by the spread of the Delta variant. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is uh, Back Chat on a Thursday morning with uh, Nixie Lam and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about uh, student unions. Uh, we have with us now Richard Choi, former Secretary General of the Hong Kong Federation of uh, Students. Uh, we were talking in the first part of the programme this morning to uh, Regina Yip uh, and to uh, Glacia Kwong, a former Current Affairs Committee member with the Hong Kong University Student uh, Union. We're going to be talking later about uh, microplastics. We want to hear from you. Of course, you can email backchat at rthk.hk 
with your questions and, and your comments. Uh, or you can go to our Facebook page. That's Back Chat on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, uh, OK, a lot of uh, emails on uh, aspects of uh, the discussion uh, so far. OK, first, let's kick on with, off with one from Vic. I think this was actually written yesterday. Uh, Vic says, The role of student unions depends on the country and the university, but a common purpose is to represent the students and make their voice heard internally and externally. Student unions can address a wide range of issues, from student benefits to social issues and from curriculum to the menus of restaurants. Uh, student unions are also responsible for maintaining the student culture, from parties to housing and tutoring. Without unions, there is no window for students to raise their legitimate demands and grievances in front of the university administration. Through participation in unions and other formal groups, youngsters get used to a democratic process and gain political consciousness. This is where they risk their developing minds pumped. This is where they risk their developing minds pumped with adrenaline, being misused by unscrupulous politicians and so-called leaders to act as instruments for achieving their ulterior political motives. In fact, India's Jawaharlal Nehru University uh, being actively involved in union matters paves the path for students towards a political career for themselves. Having their political seeds sown at the university, some of the notable student leaders have risen to the level of ministers in the central government and really contributed constructively to society. If there is no democratic process at all levels in society, then the roles of unions or any other form of organisation becomes irrelevant. If decisions are made at the top by a few with connections or influence and a few with thick lips lathered with chapsticks, unions use their relevance. Most importantly, students should not forget why they're in university and should focus on the primary purpose of getting educated and making something of their life. Besides the usual culprits, people who are successful may have a chance in influencing decision-making in the now dictatorial Hong Kong. Under Hong Kong's present political atmosphere, it comes as no surprise the student unions are becoming irrelevant, soon to be followed by the civil service unions. Labour unions like the FTU are already irrelevant as they are just government mouthpieces. It would be better for the unions to rename themselves as recreation clubs and transform themselves into informal socialising platforms. It's not the ideal thing to do, but would surely keep them out of trouble and from being targets of perpetual harassment that is uh, from Vic thanks very much indeed for that um, okay uh, other comments uh, Alan says the pro-government spokeswoman asserts that the student union does not really represent the majority of students because she knows students who disagree with it despite the despite the fact that students freely voted to elect it this is the same silent majority argument that the government used for years to explain why they were ignoring the fact that they had about 20% of the vote until in 2019 the turnout for DC election made this impossible to sustain. So arrest candidates and cancel the election. Same procedure will now be used to take control of the student unions. That's uh, from uh, Alan. Uh, Matthew says, if Regina thinks a low voter turnout rate means student unions are not legitimate, does she also agree that a low voter turnout rate at the next LegCo elections would, have been though, would mean those elected are not legitimate? Nixie, do you agree? That comes uh, from uh, Matthew, your, your friend Matthew. Oh, is it my friend? <laughs> I don't remember the name. I, I, I have a few friends. Here. Yeah, no, I mean that jokingly. You know, he, he quite regularly writes to you. Uh, okay, uh, Alan uh, says, uh, back chat, Hong Kong's cultural revolution proceeds apace. Expressing sympathy is now a violation of national security. Flowers are a threat. The government... Uh, this government is double plus ungood. Cue blather about black hands, colour revolution, terrorism, etc, etc. Next step is to close the universities and send the students to Xinjiang for re-education. I wish this was simply a joke. It could happen tomorrow. 
And it's a lie. Uh, it's not a joke. It's a lie uh, for Xinjiang. Okay, <laughs> come on. Will says, uh, listening to Regina, yep, animatedly ask about turnout rates and how many people actually voted in her disparagement of Hong Kong Youth Student Council was probably the most unintentionally and hilariously ironic things I've ever heard. You couldn't make it up. Does 689 ring any bells, Regina? Um, thanks very much in, indeed for that. Back chat at rthk.hk. Oh, yeah, some uh, comments on... Um, uh, other issues, yeah, Mrs. Yip referred to the infamous Hong Kong U uh, student article seized on by uh, CY. Did the article advocate independence or was it purely an academic article proposing a variety of options for Hong Kong post-2047? One, renew the current uh, one country, two systems as they are for another 50 years. Two, incorporate Hong Kong into Greater Bay Area. Three, independence. For 99% of Hong Kongers, independence Singapore style was never an option. They accept the reality of PRC sovereignty and support the one country, two systems and the basic law as originally agreed and implemented. Um, that's uh, from uh, Lucy. Uh, and on finally on Facebook, uh, TC says one person's terrorist may be another person's hero. If killing someone in a position of authority is automatically bad, the authorities should stop honouring many Chinese historical figures deemed to be heroic. It could be argued that Sun Yat-sen and his associates engaged in terrorist activities against oh, the government of the time. How about the 72 Martyrs Monument honouring those who died in the second Guangzhou uprising in April 1911? Uh, the litmus test of whether there's free speech is will it tolerate one expressing something unpopular? Although the motion may be uh, ill-advised, they've a right to express this opinion. I think this is referring to the Hong Kong Youth Student Union motion. Just like I respect the right of any American student union commemorating the death of Osama bin Laden. University student unions anywhere in the world are traditionally socially active and anti-establishment. University students played a major role in the May the 4th movement and the Tiananmen protests in 1989. American university students were also active in their opposition to American military interventions in Vietnam and Iraq. Locally, higher education groups in Hong Kong played a big part in making the colonial government adopt Chinese as an official language. Uh, thoughts there from our listeners. Once again, backchat at rthk.hk uh, is our email address. Um, uh, Richard Choi, um, I, I've got to say, in my university days in the UK, um, student unions didn't play this kind of big social role that they do in, in Hong Kong and perhaps in China, perhaps in China in, in general. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but, um, uh, you know, people of that age um, can get carried away. They can be used by other forces, as happened in the Cultural Revolution. Um, they can say stupid things. They're still kind of learning, um, you know, Maybe there's a danger in, in giving uh, certain dangers in giving too much prominence to student unions. I think, uh, generally speaking, uh, it should. Uh, uh, I think welcoming uh, more and more social debate, uh, uh, both within the university, within the student bodies, uh, within the uh, student, and also with the university uh, governing uh, bodies, and also the society. Uh, I think every uh, uh, points or, or opinion raised by the student unions bodies can be challenged. Mm. Uh, I think first, uh, uh, it should be good to have a more social debate in whatever topics. That's the first thing. And secondly, I think um, the um, overall, uh, what a student uh, union uh, uh, target themselves to concentrate or uh, to what sort of... Uh, 
activity or area of interest, it should be wholly uh, their internal uh, uh, choice. Uh, 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 Save we, uh, I uh, repeatedly say, uh, the whole constitution from various unions, including Hong Kong, you are actually a democratic constitution. They have they have the mechanism to uh, you know elect. Uh, the relevant bodies. It's not just the executive committee. They also have uh, normally have the council. Council composed of even other uh, student bodies from various uh, clubs and associations, etc. So they already have some internal uh, check and balance. And of course, ultimately, the students generally they have the power to you know raise a referendum or a general meeting uh, to decide and to overrule the decision made by the executive committee as well as the council. So uh, this internally, I, we think we will, I think we welcome more discussion. Uh, uh, so even uh, the, uh, the university uh, governance uh, can uh, openly uh, saying uh, they have some disagreement with the student union uh, uh, statement and maybe persuade uh, the internal discussion um, properly, that would lead to a more positive response from the uh, student uh, in general. That's one thing. Another thing I, I also think, of course, um, the uh, recently concerning the um, statement made by the Council of Hong Kong, you, uh, the seems the government are also saying they they will look at into whether they have some uh, criminal element. I think uh, that's fair for everyone that, that, in Hong that Kong. Is, of course, uh, that's fair they, for everyone in Hong Kong. Just one question for thing. you. So, Just wondering, but, do you but, think but, they I should apologise the, at this case? But I think case, the problem would be, I, I'm not in the position to, to, Why not? to say... Just your own own personal opinion. I, do you I, think they should apologise? They already made a, a, a apology. Do you think they yeah. should apologise? I, I think Jen, yes or no? I, I think that's I a very simple question. I just want to talk about... Uh, the uh, decision made <laughs> by the government, made by the university governance to not to recognize uh, the student. I think that's just totally wrong because uh, basically... <laughs> Do you think uh, you should apologize? I mean, it's a very simple question, like for, for your from, from I your point said of they, view. They already made uh, the apology. No, huh. Do you think, you, your personal I, views? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, that, you're that the guest who and you're sharing my, your my, views. My, my and point first. I think and it's you're just, ignoring my questions. Come on. Just I say yes did, or no. I will why, answer why, you. Like, I will answer you. Oh, we only have like two minutes left like, for okay. this session. I think it's important for the uh, uh, university government to uh, reconsider because the student union <laughs> not just composed not of time. The, the executive <laughs> committee and also the, the council. It should be representing the whole student as a whole. So that's why the university, I don't think they have a good move to uh, actually unrecognize the whole student uh, union. Uh, so that that's why uh, it's important. We hope the uh, university. Uh, uh, I think recently, not just the Hong Kong U, we also see the yeah, uh, we have a CEO, trouble in uh, 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 polytechnic places. Have also, the, this kind of things. We, I think, uh, it's in, important that no matter there are any differences in some of the issues, it should be by using the internal. Uh, Communication okay. channel. We've All been right. we, we got, we got a caller on the line. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, Chan. Mr. Chan, is it Mr. Chan? Mr. Chan, good morning. Yeah, morning. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah um, I, I was just um, kind of surprised by Ms. Lam's comment on, you know, mourning over a person who 
allegedly. No, it's not someone. a. It's a factual thing. It's, it's yeah, it's yeah. Okay, yes. so so you compared, um, you compared the case to or the, the incident to, uh, two incidents that. It's not incident. Um, it's a terrorist attack by okay. Mr. Leung okay. that he suicide okay. afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's so very clear. Te- terrorism. So it is terrorism. Re- okay. So have you Why ever read? Why is it not terrorism? Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. Can um, you just let him go. Um, excuse me. Have you ever read uh, the definition of terrorism by Interpol? <laughs> Why is it not terrorism? Can you explain it to me? Enlighten me. Um. So, um, according to Interpol, the first line of the first description of terrorism is organized. So, in what sense do you think that it's still under is investigation, organized? isn't it? Sorry, it's still under investigation, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's a lone wolf yeah, terrorist yeah, attack. Yeah, right. So, um, it's a lone wolf terrorist attack. It's not created by Hong oh, Kong. Okay. So, so basically, you can call it terrorism just because it's under investigation, and you can ignore uh, the very basic Randomly of the common law people? of you know. No. No. Okay. Now, now, now we talk about the definition of terrorism and whether or not it's. It's a lone wolf ter- yeah. terrorism. Okay. Uh, it's a lone wolf terrorism. So now we are expanding the definition of terrorism to unorganized, while we can simply say um, <laughs> this is something, uh, it's a terrorism, like it's a terrorist attack because you think it is, right? Without respecting any of, you know, the basis of the common law, which is the presumption of innocence, also. With like the investigation still undergo, still still undergoing, you can just freely claim that is something that you think it is. Yes, I would right? claim that. Okay, so um, so you're exercising your points? freedom of speech, right? Any other points you want to add? Uh, um, I'm just curious if you are um exercising your freedom of speech that way, then why can't like the students' union like? No, I'm just express- quoting a case that when she she says it's an international. It's, it's international common common things that freedom of speech. But I'm just quoting the case in 2015, Bin Laden online mourning 20 years. Yeah, I, I'm quoting yeah, okay. cases. Okay, yeah, I'm quoting no, no 2017 no if, cases as well. Yeah, no problem. If the case is proven it's to be a terrorist, it's practiced internationally. Your international standards. Yeah, if, if the case is proven to be terrorism, then of course call it whatever you want. Like, but we are condemning, like condemning. The students condemning violence, for, yes. Yeah, for, for like for for students actually publishing a statement and for the case that is still under investigation. Warning a terrorist. Like okay, yeah. Like yeah. go go back go back to your narrative because yeah. you're ignoring all the basis of you know okay. whatever the how the how the civil society is constructed. Right. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's only demonstrating your and like inability to actually see the the situation correctly. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. No problem. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, if I could sort of add some uh, a sidebar here. Uh, Ronnie Tong was talking about the um, the understanding of uh, the meaning of terrorism. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, in Hong Kong, we do have an anti-terrorism uh, uh, ordinance, uh, which is uh, based on the uh, United Nations anti-terrorism uh, ordinance. Uh, and uh, there's a uh, quite a clear definition of, of, of uh, terrorism uh, uh, in there. Uh, it says that uh, terrorism uh, is uh, basically um, uh, where um, uh, the action, an action of which is causes serious violence against a person or causes serious damage to property. 
uh, and it is intended to compel the government or an international organization to int or intimidate the public or a section of the public. Um, so uh, it's basically uh, an action like uh, violence uh, or damage which is intended uh, to uh, compel the government or, or uh, to, uh, to act in a certain way. Um, that's what terrorism is under, say, under the uh, ordinance uh, in, in Hong Kong. Um, I guess the question would be uh, uh, if we know that in this case that was uh, his uh, intention, because it spoke, it talks about uh, his uh, about a terrorist has to have that intention. Um, I don't know if we know what the intention of the person was. Yeah, he, I think a lot of information already indicated, like he's, he's basically were wrongly led by a lot of the fabrication news. So he's got a collection of booklets on some of the fake news online. He truly believes that, like, say, a lot of the rumors are spreading on, according to the policemen, that they are raping people and things. So it's already okay, proven but, wrong. Well, so, I don't think that's proven. I, I, I think um, we... Uh, one, one of the in, in very important I'm sorry, some of the policemen have yes. come out and said that, that he had newspapers or he had, he had documents, but I don't know whether that was his intention or why he stabbed the person. He brought in the letters... I think, I, think see, I think what we have, uh, no really what, what we've seen what uh, at this moment it's is uh, some uh, uh, information maybe released by the police. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. Like I think it's in, important yeah. uh, uh, at this stage, of course. Uh, maybe different people will have a different stand on, on this matter, but uh, as far as the uh, legal system is concerned, yeah, it's important to let the police to have further investigation. Uh, it may or may not be have a kind of organized uh, activity. We don't know at, at this stage. And second, whether it would be really amount to so-called terrorism or terrorists, uh, I think it's also uh, up to the you know uh, upcoming investigation and then the case will put to properly to court or to the colonial court, etc. Yeah, because as uh, yeah. I say, the definition, I mean, sorry, whether it was terrorism or not yeah. depends on his intention, on judging yeah, his def intention. Definitely, and no, also I, more I, I, information needs to be uh, investigated and revealed. Uh, so I think, objectively, I hope uh, at this stage, uh, of course, individual, we, 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 we probably have, have a, a different opinion, but generally speaking, uh, we also hope uh, the ROHK and have a more balanced view on, on this matter and let the uh, whole investigation to be finished uh, uh, soon. Okay. Well, Richard Joy, many thanks for, for joining us, former Secretary General of the Hong Kong Federation of Students. Thank you very much indeed. Earlier speaking, to, of course, to Regina Yip and also to Glacia Kong. And many thanks for all the uh, emails, backchat at rthk.hk. Finally, today we want to turn, as mentioned, to uh, microplastics. Uh, Greenpeace have been looking at some of uh, the streams uh, in our countryside that were assumed to be uh, kind of untouched in the country parks and so on but it has some uh, worrying results. Uh, Leanne Tam joins us now, a campaigner with Greenpeace. Ms Tam, good morning to you. Morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. So what were you looking for? What did you find? Mm, yeah, Greenpeace did a pilot survey on microplastic and see if there is any microplastic exists in the countryside in Hong Kong. Actually, we think that the water is so clean. The, is it as clean as we expected or the dirt just not visible to us? So we choose eight natural water stream in Hong Kong countryside and we took a water sample from the downstream area and send the samples to the laboratory in Sweden to test 
if there are any microplastic, it is really small, like size from 0.04 to 2 mm, which is not visible to our eyes. Uh, if there is any, like the tiny microplastic in our water source. And surprisingly, actually we got nearly half of the samples give positive results for microplastic. I think that is really alarming because it's the first survey to prove that microplastic is already invaded to our countryside area and it may probably contaminate our water source for the organism in wildlife and also for the Hong Kong citizen in Hong Kong. Where did it come from? Where did the plastic, how did the plastic get into these streams? I mean, these are like mountain streams, aren't they? We're talking about streams in country parks and so on. How did the plastic get there? Yeah, you're right. And actually, the results so shows that uh, the plastic is polypropylene, like the number five of the plastic, and most likely is used for making the disposable cutlery, disposable uh, plastic packaging, the like the food container. Mm -hmm. So that we think that. Uh, it's probably because of the people may bring the, uh, their food with containers or some disposable plastic to the countryside area, and uh, it may left on um, the site, then it may contaminate the water source. Uh, is this a surprise? Uh, we, we found a lot of microplastics in our ocean. Is it just basically that there's microplastics everywhere these days? can say so microplastic is everywhere but it's quite strange if we find microplastic at the water source because in the countryside area there's no industrial or commercial activities and probably there should be no such contamination or pollution in this area so we think that uh, it proves that uh, the pollution of plastic the plastic pollution is worsen because we even find the microplastic in like the beginning of the water system. So we think that um, we, the individual, the corporate and the government should do more to like uh, stop those plastic pollution invade to our precious countryside. If you don't don't know the source, then like how how, how can the government do? Uh, the thing, one question is like just just thinking. Like, do you think the source would be because of um, some of the hiking, like highly intense like hiking activities during the COVID time? Like people cannot travel, and people are, like like doing a lot of the hiking around the mountains and stuff, and they left over their bottles and stuff. Do you think that would yeah. be one possible ways? Yeah, maybe it's one of the reasons because we find that. Uh, the plastic most likely is come from the disposable plastic items like the cutlery, the food container, and the packaging waste. So that it made one of the reasons. So that we think that uh, people when go hiking or go camping, they should uh, use reusable cutlery and should not buy some excess packaging from like the supermarket then to reduce their uh, waste as source. Can the microplastic carry by rings? I mean, like, like, like as huge as mentioned about, like, like the ocean, we have a lot of microplastics. So it's like, like the whole, like, like water cycle, like, yeah, water cycle thingy. Like, it is carried on to the rain, and then it rain over. Then, then there's basically nothing that we can do. Yeah, there studies find that it is possible to bring by rain. But when we look back, uh, the 
size range we test for in this experiment mm-hmm. is just 0.04 to 2 mm. Mm-hmm. I think that is not small or tiny enough to go up to the sky and there's rain. Yeah. Because the size is not that small enough right, for those right, right. who may enter the rain system, that maybe microfiber is much smaller. Okay. Right. Uh, our number is 233 We've got Guy on the line now. Guy, good morning. Yes, good morning. Um, I'm from Friends of Sai Kong. I think I might have missed that last piece of conversation about the microplastic perhaps being... Um, Probably not uh, in the rain. It's too big. ...evaporated from the ocean. Yeah, no, yeah. I think they right. said it wouldn't have been, no. Yeah. Why not? She says that the Too size big. is uh, point, uh, well, 0.04 to 2mm. I think you'll find that micro microplastic will do exactly that. Mm. Along with anything else, we get a lot of um, other pollutants coming down in rain. Mm-hmm. You only have to look at uh, the buildings to see the oily blackness that uh, builds up as a result of rainfall. Um, and uh, I would think it... Uh, highly unlikely that microplastics would not come down in rain as well. Mm. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing some scientific yes, I, I think that paper on that. can be one of the reasons, but we, when we look at the size uh, of the microplastic we find in the study, I think one of the reasons may be the rain, but another reason is, is that uh, when we go to the countryside, we bring those disposable uh, plastic containers or packagings to the countryside and it's left over and it eventually becomes a microplastic and just uh, uh, stored in the environment. Okay. Well, yeah. Li- I'd like to, um, while I'm on, I'd like to pay tribute to uh, large numbers of people who now go out into the country parks and the trails and clean them up mm. um, and also the beaches of Hong Kong. There's a lot of volunteers doing that now. Mm. And we need to encourage yeah. more people to bring home their litter. Okay, yeah. Guy, many, many thanks. Yeah. And thanks, many thanks to uh, Leanne Tam, a Greenpeace uh, campaigner. Uh, Nixie, a, a follow-up. This is from uh, Matthew, uh, who says, a reasonable, giggling, middle-of-the-road Nixie Lamb is so rude and aggressive and attacking and speaking over guests and callers, insisting others answer her questions, yet she doesn't answer my simple question below. What and simple question about that? Oh, yeah, I think he mentioned about, like, the election and, and, and the numbers and stuff, right? Yeah. If um, I, I, yeah, I heard that, and I want to answer that uh, traditionally the division for supporters in Hong Kong, like uh, what we normally say is like six, uh, what, 60% to 40%, so we we're talking about 60% on uh, uh, pro-democratic side and, and 40% that we, we are not for establishment side, but for 2019 if you look at the figure, it becomes a narrower it's the forty-five to fifty-five percent. So that is my answer for his question. I, I don't think. I think. Don't think that's the. Uh, you're thinking of a different question, perhaps. Uh, the question was: If Regina thinks that low turnout, this is about the turnout rate, uh, means student unions are not legitimate, does she also agree that a low voter turnout rate at the next legislative elections would mean those elected are not legitimate? It's about I the, think it's the a question for rate. Regina Ip. Sorry, it's a question for Regina Ip. Yeah, but she said Nixie agree. Do you agree? Mm, it depends. I mean, it's a factual thing. Whether, whether or not, it's still, it's still like. But it, the point is, I if mean, the turnout rate is very low, does that mean that the, the election is not legitimate? No, I don't think so. It's still legitimate. I mean, the, the rules is like that. If you and don't so that play would apply the game, to the student unions. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that that point. I'd like, I don't. That's why I didn't bring up that point. That's like when I say my comments, is that I do hear 
some of the students were saying that their involvement is low because they think it's highly political. That's uh, my comments for the previous things, yes. Okay, well, thanks, thanks for that. Thank uh, you. Jem says, uh, why let your female co-presenter constantly interrupt and talk over people this morning? Uh, not good. Vic says, are you comparing students to Osama? What have you been smoking? And Jay says, like any other group of people, the Hong Kong Youth Student Union will reap what it sows when it engages in radical politics, promotes secession, brings controversy to its campus and the institution itself, and expresses sympathy for a terrorist who attempted to murder an on-duty policeman in a calculated knife attack, then the university has every right to distance itself from the union, and if necessary, to seek to amend the law to remove the union from its governing structure. Time for these radicals to wake up and learn that their behaviour is selfish, totally unacceptable, and indeed may breach the national security law. Shame on these people. That is from Jay. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, that's it from us. The weather mainly fine with some isolated showers. Very hot during the day and uh, the winds light. 30 Celsius at the moment. The relative humidity is now at 72%. Let's swim. Wait, do you know the three rules of swimming pool hygiene? Yes. First, don't swim if you're sick. Right. Don't swim if you have an infectious disease, fever, cold, or stomach ache. Second, keep the water clean. Never vomit or urinate in the pool. If you feel sick, use the toilet. Third, ensure good personal hygiene. Wash your body thoroughly before and after swimming. Keep the pool clean for comfortable and safe swimming. 9.33, the news now with Samantha Butler. A tourism professor has expressed surprise at comments from the Labour chief that the government can't continue supporting the tourism sector. Brian King from the Polytechnic University's School of Hotel and Tourism Management said the outcome was bleak for long-haul or business travel over the next few years, but he said regional travel would come roaring back and the industry needed support to adapt to new environments. The World Health Organization says millions of children missed out on routine vaccinations for childhood diseases last year because of the pandemic. Vaccination rates dropped around the globe as lockdowns were imposed and resources were diverted. And the American singer Britney Spears has won the right to choose her own lawyer as she continues her battle to end a complex legal arrangement known as a conservatorship, which has controlled her personal and business affairs since 2008 when she had mental health issues. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Designer, great interpreter of Beethoven. And by oh so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for kids. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. Decide of what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. In-depth interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning. Welcome to Thursday's The Morning Brew with me, Phil Whelan, and it's the day when our vet doctor, David Gething, is here to answer any of your questions and talk about a topic or two of his own. Hence the music. This is my earworm, by the way. You're going to get this for a few days. It's called Animal Magic. <laughs> anyway, today, neurological pro problems in young and old pets. For example, when they have trouble balancing or start behaving oddly, in young pets, it can be things like meningitis or poisoning. In 